What is up, guys? We are back with episode 49 of the Mainly Celtics podcast. Uh, it's going to be just me today, so probably a little bit quicker episode. Um, but we have quite a bit to talk about. Obviously, we had the All-Star Reserves get announced. We had the trade. We have the trade deadline coming right up. The Celtics All-75 team um, was announced as well. So I'm going to talk about all those things. And, of course, the, the games from last week. I'll kind of briefly skip through the games because most of them weren't too competitive. Um, it was a great week for the Celtics going 3-0 on the week. That's obviously huge. And I believe now they're up to 11-15 and 15, or 11-4 and 4 in their last 15 games, which is um, obviously much better than what we had what we had to go through during December. And they're right now, I believe, in eighth place within striking distance of that sixth seed. So hopefully they continue that, that play. And they play, uh, obviously, by the time you listen to this, you will have – uh, seen the result of the Orlando Magic game. They play the Orlando Magic tonight at six. That should be a win. The Orlando Magic really have nothing to play for at this point, as long as the Celtics uh, play their game, you know, play the hard defense they have been playing. I think this should be another victory. And then I believe after that, they're playing a Nets team that has lost, I think, seven in a row at this point. So it's it's looking really promising for the Celtics to be able to to come in and come in and hopefully get out of that playing playing area, which would be huge. But um, okay, so let's get started with the games from last week. Um, I'll go right through. We had the Heat game. Um, the Heat, obviously, I think at the time, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Now they slid down to number two. Um, Lowry was out. Butler was out. P.J. Tucker was out. Um, it was an undermanned Heat team, but we saw, I believe it was against the, I'm trying to think, was it the Clippers a couple weeks ago? Uh, anything can happen. Or the Trailblazers a few weeks ago with Dame out. Um, it doesn't matter if a team is um, got some of their best players out, especially this Heat team that was on a run without Butler and Bam and Lowry. Um, it was it was a big victory just either way. I mean, you're going against another Eastern Conference team, a Eastern Conference playoff team, despite being down a lot of their guys. The Celtics, uh, they did what they needed to do. Um, Max Strauss went off which is really tough to watch because we've obviously talked about at points this year, how much we need guys that are able just to spot up and get their own shot from three, be able to space the court out. He was a guy I believe was on our summer camp roster. I, I believe this year before we cut him. Um, so that's really tough to watch a guy go for 27, a guy that we, we had on our roster and very easily could have carried into this year. A guy that I think really would have helped this team. Um, so that game, that game was a blowout. I think the Celtics won by 30. Uh, so next we had the Hornets game. Um, this was fun to watch from both sides. It was great to watch because the Celtics got a pretty big victory against one of those teams that are right neck and neck with now. And it was fun to watch LaMelo ball out. He is one of the most uh, fun players to watch while um, when, he, when he's on his game. He obviously isn't afraid to do the crazy pass, do the take some crazy shots. Um be really a real showman on the court. So that was fun to see him go off and the Celtics still get a victory. Um, Josh Richardson was absolutely phenomenal this game, especially during the first half. I believe in the first half he was, he was seven for eight from the field. Um, I think he was like something like five or five from three, something crazy like that. It was huge getting production out of him. We talked about all year. We've talked about, especially this last stretch, how good our stars have been. And it's been huge that Josh Richardson has been able to be a consistent bench scorer. And obviously he brings other stuff to the table as well, but um, against the Hornets, his, his scoring was much needed. Uh, this came down to the wire. Uh, Rob had that huge game saving block that could have put the Hornets back in it. Um, and 
once again shows his his defensive versatility and his growth. He was able to uh, guard, I believe it was P.J. Washington that took the three out along the perimeter, and he was able to stick with him and contest and block the shot, so that was huge. Um, what else from the Hornets game? It was hard-fought victory, uh, much needed to keep not only to keep our momentum, but once again um, help our seeding as far as it goes in the Eastern Conference with a Charlotte Hornets team that is, is at the same level as we are. So getting wins against quality opponents is huge uh, at this point in the year. Um, I think the only guy that they were missing too was Gordon Hayward, who uh, obviously has been out a lot this year. So that was all I had from the Charlotte Hornets game. Um, and last but not least, we're coming off the Pistons game. Um, the Pistons game, this was a blowout. I think they only won by nine, but in all intents and purposes, this was a blowout. The only reason that the score is even somewhat close is because the Pistons went on a crazy run to end the game um, against our third stringers. So it really, it really wasn't a close game. It looks a lot closer than it is, but in, in the end, I think everyone that watched the game realized this, this was a blowout. Um, I thought this was going to be a huge Jalen game. Um, we'll talk about it more later, but Jalen got left off the all-star game. I thought this was going to be his kind of like uh, like Jalen playing pissed off. He scored 10 points, I think, even before the first quarter was over. Um, and Tatum started out very slow, but it kind of flip-flopped as the game went on. Jalen only wound up finishing with 13, so after that hot start in the first, he really cooled off. Um, Tatum wound up having a very good game. Rob played real well once again. I believe he had 11-11 and 4. Um and overall, just the stars have been fantastic. I know we haven't talked much about Al because what Al does, he's not going to fill a stat sheet. He's just not that guy. He's not a good scorer. He's not really a great rebounding a rebounder for a big man. Um, he's a good passer, but he's not going to put up like massive passing numbers like a guy like Jokic would. But he plays his role well. He defends at a high level all the time. He isn't afraid to move the ball. He makes the right pass most of the time. He's occasionally able to hit the open three, which has been which has been helpful this year. And he just he just knows what to do. He's just a basketball player at this point. He obviously isn't the same player he once was when he was making All Star teams a few years ago in his first stint in Boston. But he's still a great guy to have. And just his starting unit as a whole, Marcus Smart, once again, the guy I haven't talked about. He's just been fantastic. He's been so locked into his role. Uh, I think over the stretch, he's, I think he's taking fewer than nine field goal attempts a game which isn't too much lower than his season average, but it just seems like he's really trying to be a facilitator first and a scorer later. Um, he, like I said, his passing, his assist numbers have been have been up as of recently. Not a crazy amount, but it just seems like the, the ball is moving much, much better. Um, not to say he's been bad to start the year. I just think his play is even picked up since returning. His defense, obviously, is bringing the defense every single night. That's his calling card in the NBA. So it was. It's been good to see the starting unit's been fantastic. Um, I was looking when we first kind of talked about trades. I was really looking for power fours. We move out to the bench um, to be our backup center. But now, looking how well the starting unit's played, I'm really thinking about looking for maybe a uh, a backup point guard or facilitating kind of bigger guard that could help us play this switch everything defense more flawlessly uh, as opposed to Schroeder. And we'll talk about some of those options later, but it really the way the way that they've played, um, they've been able to work around having to use NS. They've been been very uh MA's gotten a lot better at his rotations, um, so that they can either have Grant, um, Al or Rob on the court at all times playing the center position, less so Grant, uh, unless other teams go small. 
but I, credit to MA. He's done, he's done a good job to be able to work NS out of the rotation as best as possible while still getting production out of that center spot at all times. Um, one crazy stat I did see about our starting lineup. This was during the Pistons game, or I believe maybe it was right after. Uh, I think we have the number two starting lineup in basketball. I'm not exactly sure what qualifies like starting lineup. Like, is it okay? Who starts? But I think what they were considering is like a five man lineup with the intended starting lineup to start the season. Um, we were number two behind the Minnesota Timberwolves and that obviously our starting lineup of smart Jalen Tatum, Al and Rob, a lot of people didn't think it was going to work to start the year because it doesn't have a lot of shooting, but they haven't really had to worry about their shooting so much because their defense has been so fantastic. Their shooting has been good enough. Um, they build to make it work. They're starting to kind of find their identity as a team, which is that defense first identity, which is, I love to see it makes games a little bit less entertaining, but still, um, Fun enough to watch. So we have that. Um, next, we I would like to talk about the All-Star game a little bit. Um, so the All-Star reserves were announced. Um, we knew our starters from the East. I could talk. I just go over those real quickly. We had Kevin Durant, Giannis, Embiid, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan. Um, out of the East, though, we know Kevin Durant is probably is not going to play. So I would think that Jason Tatum is the one that's going to fill in for him. But we also had our reserves announced. Um, we kind of talked about Jay, that Tatum we thought was probably going to be in. We all had that discussion last week, and we thought possibly borderline maybe um, Jalen Brown gets in. It's looking unlikely for Jalen Brown. Um, the, the Eastern Conference reserves were Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, uh, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and Fred Van Vliet. Um, like I said, I don't really have too many qualms with this. The only person I would probably take off this list would be Chris Middleton. Um, I think LaMelo and Miles Bridges have played better. I know LaMelo's outscoring him, out-rebounding him, more assists. Um, the Bucks are obviously a good team, but they haven't been like dominant in this regular season like they have in years past. So I think having two of those guys for the Bucks, when clearly Giannis is your best player, like head and shoulders above, is I, I don't really love that. Uh, compared to giving either Bridges or Lamella Ball uh, that opportunity, I would think they'd probably lean. They would have leaned Bridges in this case because it does look like that that Middleton was that third front court spot with Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum. Um, but even even uh, Miles Bridges, he's not shooting the ball well. Like I think last season he shot forty percent. I think he's only shooting like thirty two percent from three this year. But he's still averaging more points, more rebounds than him, playing defense at a pretty high level. And also, he, I believe his effective field goal is more. So even though he's not shooting the three ball well, he's been so efficient around the rim and just in the mid-range that it hasn't really mattered that he has been poor shooting the three ball. He's still been effective enough to have a higher effective field goal percentage. So his, his, he's still being very efficient from the field. Um, that's really my only gripe with the, um, with the Eastern Conference reserves. And I think that there's a good chance because – um, Kevin Durant is out. There's a good chance Jason Tatum slides in that spot, which would open up a front court spot, which I do think should go to Miles Bridges. Maybe they just throw in whoever from the East, and maybe it is Lamella Ball, um, or even Demontis Bonus. I like. I believe Emery had talked about last week, but my my pick for that would definitely be Miles Bridges if that if it is a front court spot that does become available. Um, the Western Conference. Um, I don't pay as much attention, obviously, to the Western Conference. Those games are hard for me to set for. Um, I don't think there is too many gripes. Oh, DeJounte Murray was the big one. 
Um, I'll just go over the starters real quick. Once again, LeBron, Jokic, Wiggins, Curry, John Morant. Um, for the reserves, you have Devin Booker, Luka, Don- Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, just looking, sorry, just looking at who I had from there, I think AD was one that I had listed, but I do think he's going to be the one to replace Draymond. I would have had Draymond on it to begin with, but I knew Draymond wasn't going to be playing the All-Star game, so I figured they wouldn't even like give him that nod, but um either way he gets the nomination it was very deserving of Draymond um and we kind of had this debate last week is it Donovan Mitchell or is it DeJounte Murray they wind up leaning uh Donovan Mitchell who like obviously he's putting up good numbers his team has good success but I think what DeJounte Murray doing DeJounte Murray is doing is like very special I think he is deserving I think out of those people that um are on these teams like the second, like the second guys, whether or not you say Chris Paul or uh, Devin Booker. Uh, I don't think there's any other guards that fall into that category, but ba- basically like comparing them to the Suns or some other teams that may have had two players. I don't think Donovan Mitchell impacts the winning of the Utah jazz as much as say Devin Booker or Chris Paul does for their respective teams. And I think that without DeJounte Murray, the Spurs are already bad. I think they would be the worst team in the league without DeJounte Murray. He's been so good for them. Um, As Celtics fans, we've seen him, I believe. He's like averaging a triple-double or something crazy against us. He's been so good against us. Um, And I I just think that he's a guy that deserves to. Uh, As far as even going beyond what stats, uh, the statistics of him averaging like 19.99, he's also playing like all-NBA caliber defense. So he's just such an all-around good player. I think he was very deserving, so it sucks. Hopefully, um, maybe, I'm not sure who else is bowing out. I know Draymond Green is, but maybe one of the guards will bow out, and that will open up another opportunity for DeJounte Murray because I think he is deserving, and he should uh, have a chance to play in that All-Star game. Um, So today was supposed to be our trade deadline special. Um, I was hoping each one of us, me, Emery, and Nolan, could all come up with a couple trades. Uh, I had some that were looking for power forwards originally that we had talked about, but then I, I, I've kind of discussed, like I discussed earlier with how good Al's been, how good the starting line has been as a whole. I don't think that's as much of a need because if Al's continue to play the power forward, we have Grant as a backup power forward. That might not be uh, a necessity as much. Um, I still have one deal that was, that does include a guy that can play the power forward position, but there wasn't uh uh, tweet that came out uh, from the NBA Central. It's a fairly fairly reputable, um, as long as they're, of course you're not falling for any of their burger accounts. But fairly rep, fairly, fairly reputable uh, Twitter account that usually has a decent um, does a decent job of getting sources for this information. They said that Dennis, there's two deals on the table for Dennis Schroeder: one from the Bulls, one from the Bucks. So I went through both the Bucks and the Bulls, and I tried to find deals that would make sense both. Um, for both teams or well, not for both teams, obviously that um, the, these teams are inquiring about Dennis Schroeder, but, but deals that would make sense for the Celtics point of view and guys that these teams aren't too, too attached to. So I tried to look for guys that were playing maybe around like kind of back in the rotation, like 15 or so minutes a game um, that could help the Celtics. And also, um, also it makes sense financially, right? Like obviously we're not going to be trading for a guy that's making like 15, 20 mil, especially with Dennis Schroeder. We're not trying to take on a ton of money. 
Um, even some of these deals I didn't love because we we're taking on one of them. We we're taking on more money than we we're sending out. So unless we attach another player to it or uh, I don't know, maybe like trade a couple players for picks down the line. It really doesn't make a whole lot of sense based on some of the moves we made earlier in the year to get under the salary tax. But I'm also not an expert in that. So I'm sure there's ways that we can get around it, even with making this shorter trade. Um, so the first one, we have the Chicago Bulls. Um, that was one of the teams we said Bulls and Bucks. Uh, the guy that I was looking for on the Bulls was Derek Jones Jr. So if we look at Derek Jones Jr. this season, he's averaging um, 6.3 points, 3.4 boards, half an assist on 58% from the field, 40% from three. We've talked about all year how we really could use uh, more guys that can shoot the basketball at a high percentage. We obviously need guys that can, can spot up. Um, Derek Jones is interesting because he plays a three and the four, which is, I think, a, a type of player that we need a type of player that could really help this team. We could obviously go some small and some lineups, play Derek Jones Jr. at the four a lot. I think that would be where he is most uh, utilized for the Celtics. So that's one name I floated out there. He is making 9.4 mil, so we would be taking on about $4 million back. But I believe he is a restricted agent. Let me go all the way down to contracts. Um, can't tell. So player, no, he has a player option. This was a player option year. So it looks like he's not a restricted free agent like I initially thought he was going to be. I guess he'd been in the league longer than I thought. But um, either way, I believe we would have have his bird rights. But I think he's a guy that could help the team this year. I think that him being on this team could be very helpful. Uh, he's a guy, like we said, we can shoot. He's decent defensively um, and, and fits a position of need, right? Like we have Josh Richardson who's obviously more of a two to the three. We have Grant, who's been playing a lot of four, sometimes five. We don't really have a guy that's been playing that those co like combo forward position that's uh, really helped us out a lot this year. And the other trade I had was for uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who it seems kind of crazy uh, talking about it right now, but he's actually had a really bad season since coming back from injury. And the Bucks are obviously, they're still in win-now mode. They're coming off a championship. You never know how long the window is going to last with Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis. So they're thinking about moving him now, and I really like that from our perspective because we're obviously buying buying low on a player, just tr giving up Dennis Schroeder. Uh, he's got decent size. Like we're looking at here, stats are way down 31.7% from the field, 27.7% from three. But as a career, he's a decent shooter, 34.4% for three below average, but not terrible. Um, but if we just look at last year, like last year, he averaged 10.4 points, four and a half or 5.8 rebounds, 3.1 assists. So a decent passer from that guard position provides a little bit more size. Maybe we play him alongside Romeo as kind of our second unit. That way we're not having just like a tiny, a tiny point guard. Like we have Dennis Schroeder here. We got some size, so we're more switchable. I think he really could kind of fit. I believe he was a four-year guy, so I think he is restricted after this year. Yeah, so I believe he's restricted just looking at his contract because he was a first-round draft pick. Yes. So he would be restricted, so he would have his rights. Um, and I think he's a guy that could help the team. I think going forward, he's a guy he's a guy that uh that would be that could help the team in the future as well, especially if he's willing to re-sign coming off a down year. Uh, maybe we can get him for cheap for a couple of years. That'd be huge. Um 
but yeah, those so those are my two trades because they are the teams that were linked. So I decided I'd make up some trades, some possibilities. I think those are probably the most likely situations. Um, maybe there's some picks going back and forth. I mean, it, c- it could just be especially with the the box if they don't want to give up on Dante. Um, they just trade us a couple of picks back. They trade us like two second round picks because they're looking win now mode. I, I really don't see how Schroeder helps the Bucks too too much, but um. But you never know. I mean, clearly, if they express interest, they think that they can help him out. Maybe the situation will um, help utilize his skills more than it is in Boston. Because I don't think he's a bad player. I still, I think Dan Schroeder is good. I just think the fit here is not working. So, I think it's time to move on from him. Okay. Um, our last topic for the day is the All-75 team. So, um, the All-75 team was announced. Uh, I'll go through the list of the players that were on that team. So it was the 15 who they consider the 15 best players in Celtics history. Um, I think it's wild wearing a Celtics uniform, right? Cause like obviously Shaq played for the Celtics and there's been Bill Walton guys like that have played for the Celtics, but I think um, the totality of your Celtics career, the 15 best um, I'll go through the list. Just um, I'll do it alphabetically first and we'll kind of circle back to it. So we have Ray Allen, Larry Bird, Bob Cousy, Dave Cowens, Kevin Garnett, John Havlicek, Tommy Heinsohn, Dennis Johnson, Sam Jones, Kevin McHale, Robert Parrish, uh, Paul Pierce, Bill Russell, Bill Sharman, and JoJo White. Now, out of the list of those players, there's only really a few that I've actually gotten a chance to watch. I mean, it's the big three. That's the only three that I've actually gotten to watch, like, during my time being alive. I don't have any complaints with KG. I don't obviously have any complaints with Paul Pierce. But um ray allen that is where i have a problem now i'm gonna i really want to compare ray allen's numbers in boston with and his accolades i think that'd be the biggest thing his accolades in boston with ray john rondos because that's the person who i think is really deserving of this spot is rondo because i mean rondo's one was here a lot longer i think his impact was maybe not quite as much on the championship team, but I think even the few years after the championship, like Rondo was our, was the best player for a couple of years on this team, which I don't think you definitely can't say that about Ray Allen. Ray Allen was like always third fiddle. Whereas Rondo got to the point where he was a legit, um, he was a legit all-star caliber player, all defensive caliber player. Um, so let's just look at these numbers. Okay. So I'm looking at Rondo's numbers for Boston. He was nine years in Boston, so he's here. He'd get drafted in 0607. His last year here, he got traded middle of the season in 2014-2015. So his numbers in Boston. Let me just make sure I'm over the right thing. Um, 11 points a game, obviously not, not too impressive. That's not what made Rondo great. 8.5 assists, 4.7 boards. Um, it's not really the uh, statistics I care the most about. It is a lot of the accolades for when he was on the team. Because um, that's really, really how to measure the greats is just accolades, pure numbers. Especially the Rondo doesn't give him justice because he's never going to be a a guy that's going to be averaging a ton of points a game. And especially because like he was coming, I mean that includes his rookie year, All Star games. He made four All Star teams while in Boston. Yeah, so he made four All Star games while in Boston. I believe he made all of his defensive teams in Boston. Yes, he did. Um, made one All NBA team. Was a NBA champ in Boston, I believe uh, he led the league in assists twice in Boston and led the league in steals once. So four-time all-defensive team, four-time all-star, one-time all-NBA while in Boston. Obviously, him and Ray Allen are both on those championship teams. 
And then we look at Ray Allen's numbers. So Ray Allen, yeah, Ray Allen. So he made two all-star games in Boston. Yeah, so he didn't he didn't make an all-NBA team while in Boston. Um, well, Rondo did. He made half as many all-star games while in Boston. Rondo also made four all-defensive teams while in Boston. I think it's pretty clear to say that Rondo is much more deserving. I really don't understand the logic that goes behind that of leaving him off and putting Ray Allen on. But it's whatever. I guess it's past this point. I think maybe maybe it's because he's active. Maybe next time around, and I don't know, maybe there's a caveat that was missing. Maybe they said they weren't going to do active players. But I just think that there's no way that Rondo is less deserving than Ray Allen. But um, that's all I had for today. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And we'll be back with you next week. And we should be post-trade deadline. So hopefully we see some action. Hopefully we see shorter trade for a piece that can either help us A, in the future, or maybe even during the season. But with that, I bid you.